Uh, Gabe Santa Maria, James Toretis, yep. Reggie Pace. We, yeah. Today, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all so much for listening. We're on all the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Bandcamp, uh, Instagram, uh, Spotify, all the things. Find the Hustle Season podcast and the Hustle Season. We got music. We got the podcast. We do what we do all the time. Mm, That's what mm. we do all the time, and we do it all the time. Now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you for listening. Um, we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff today. Um, yeah. All right. The, Talking. The thing that I had first... We're um, jumping right in here. Should I jump right in or jump should I... Jump right ju- in, dog. Okay, yeah, I'm do just, it. I'm going I'm to jump right in up in this... Um, the thing that stuck out to me yesterday, pause, was the... Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Was the Trolling Stone um, article. Trolling Stone. <laughs> Trademark. No. Okay, Ed, uh, I mean, because, listen, honestly, before the 90s, they were the best at trolling. They really were. All their music reviews would troll people all the time because they would put they would put the person on the cover, whoever they were reviewing, the big record, and then they would trash the record when they gave them the cover. You know, it was just it was <laughs> fucked up. They just kept oh, wow. doing stuff like that. They they did that shit like in the seventies. They were nasty, and uh, they you know I, the the more that I've read about uh, Rolling Stone and and uh, Trolling Stone, excuse me, and Jan Winter and uh, that whole system. It's just nasty, and you know he's gonna he's gonna get called out eventually. So he's nasty. He's gotten called out by quite a few musicians over the years. Steve Miller, and um, I hate him. And Daryl Hall. I mean, they came very close. Both those guys really came close to <laughs> Steve to just Miller being like Steve Miller. This is fucking cat. garbage incarnate. Yeah, like uh, that that's that's what the, that's what the that's what everybody's pissed off. Everybody's trying to figure out why. Cats are so mad <laughs> when they get up on stage at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They're mad at Jan Winter. That's why. Because Jan Winter Rolling cre- Stone, from created Rolling Stone and he created the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And therefore, you know, they feel that he has he's a gatekeeper, you know, one hundred percent. So when they when they start griping and stuff, but they never say anyone's name, they're talking about him. Steve Miller was just the whole time just being like <laughs> He just wanted to say Jan Winner's name so bad. He just couldn't do it, though. But that's what, they, that's what he's doing, allegedly. Anyways, um, so they put out the 500 greatest albums of all time, Trolling Stone. Came out yesterday or a couple days ago. Well, Are we going to go they, through they, all 500? They, no, we don't they, have they, to. They, they, but they put out a couple different lists, though, didn't they? They have some other lists as well. I didn't see every single one, but the 500... Uh, the 500. But they have a hip hop list as well. Though. So it was the was the hip hop list was the one that we checked out that had Lauren Hill. Right. People still fall for lists. They and do. Lauren Hill's still number is uh, number know, ten like on the, the greatest the of all time. The list thing okay. has been okay. a, a thing, and and it's always this list just arbitrarily made by these fucks of whatever put the list out. It's uh. It's like, I don't it's, and it's never anything that's like the list of albums that sold the most or something like that. It's always something. Opinionated, yeah, well, it's opinionated, and you can't, you know, it's just there to be a dumpster people, fire. Yeah, people love lists, I guess. Yeah. That's a good, they, good way of putting it. You know, it's what, a pe- listicle. It's not even a really an article. List no, are, it's not. It's like you just it's, make a list and just write it down. Trash fire. And then I guess a couple of them you put in the wrong place on mm-hmm. purpose because you want uh, some 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 uh, engagement or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah, no, lists are the it, best way to engage your fucking it, like your audience. It develops yeah. li- uh, it develops like clout and argument and all type of shit. I definitely when I was like uh, growing up, I would used to watch all those like VH1 like top whatever the fuck. Yeah. A uh, hundred like, you know, best rock 
shit of all time or whatever the fuck, or top sexiest artists of all time or whatever the fuck. I watched shit out of those things when I was a kid. Yeah, I love that stuff. And, that I, and I, had, I had my discretion with those as well. They would, t- I mean, because they would take up the whole weekend <laughs> to get to get the conversation to going. Yeah. To get the, they would, that would actually work. It starts the conversation. That's a good point. Um, the Rolling Stone, this Rolling Stone, they did the hip hop album, like greatest hip hop albums of all time, and uh, Miseducation of Lauryn Hill was number one for the uh, for the greatest hip hop. Which I mean, I'm not, I'm was not, was number two. I'm not a hip hop. What's uh, the top five uh, historian? Actually. But I thought that was a uh, what's the like top five? Can we get like top five or top right? ten? Like yeah. who who does she isn't, beat? Isn't that more of an R and B album? And honestly, well, everybody. And, 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 <laughs> and, and, well, who she beat? But also, what's their opinion on what good well, hip hop is? I mean, that's I means she must have beat Notorious B.I.G. She must have beat Tupac. Yeah, she, <laughs> she must have beat everybody. Well, I mean, she yeah, she I mean, she topped. But the thing is, is that the top twenty has like more recent albums than like classic hip hop. So is it, do they? Is, uh, is they any of do, this, are we a bunch of whoa, old fucks trying to judge oh, this? Wait, hold up, hold up. Is this? Is any of this a? Uh, do they explain themselves as the criteria of this in, in this article at all? Or are they just like put the list out they, with no explanation? Whatsoever? No, they they do. They put a whole bunch of you know um, context. Do yeah, see, context. Can you give us a lowdown of what Tons. that is, at least for just the <clears throat> hip hop one? So um, they received and tabulated a top fifty album list from more than three hundred artists, producers, critics, music industry figures. From radio programmers, which and that's that's not good, um, <laughs> to label heads, also not good. Uh, like Atlantic Records CEO Craig Cowman, uh, who, um, if you listen to the music industry or music podcast, I mean his name is always dropped all the time because right. Atlantic Records is like the top hip hop label right now, pretty mm. much. Um, and uh, yeah, so Lectort includes. Beyonce, Taylor Swift, great. Billie Eilish, rising artists like her, uh, Tierra Whack, um, and Lindsey Jordan of Snail Mail. Have you guys heard of Snail Mail? Anyone here? Mm-mm. I don't know a Snail Mail. Okay. Um, as well as veteran musicians such as Adam Clayton and The Edge, Raekwon of uh, Wu-Tang Clan, Gene Simmons, uh, and Stevie Nicks. So, um, is this is for the. this is for the... the 500 greatest albums list. This is for the this is well this is for all of the for all, all of the, the albums list. for all of the list. They 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 got everybody together. This the radio so programmers. All of these people that that we don't like. Yes. Made this list. <laughs> yeah. Um. Made these. I like Raekwon, but uh. I mean, it's just you know who there's cares, right? But there's no. It's not like there would be a list of people that we would we would be like, okay, now I will, you know. Only, yeah, built for Cuba, only, only built for Cuba Links. It was a, it was a good album. album. It was a great album. Yeah, so I like, like Lucas better. That one, um, so that one was like number seventeen or something like that. And then you know, uh, to, uh, Kendrick's "To Pimp a Butterfly." For some reason, I can't seem to find the actual full list. But like they but have, I they have find other a numbers. List, but I just saw the greatest of all the greatest list. Yeah, they just have um, they have like a bunch of different. And other, Lauren Hill's number ten on that. Uh, yeah, Lauren Hill's number ten on the greatest. Um, you know, Kendrick Lamar. I mean, th- these lists. It's funny. I can see the greatest these, albums of all time. Everything I can I see mean, how yeah, novice. Yeah, yeah. like Prince, like Prince was what like you, nine. What, was, yeah, what would you think about this though? If you're like seventeen or though. Like, See, if I, was if I was 17, I would be even more harsh. You no, know, if you're 17, like, I'd be now. more anti 
Oh, now? Who knows? I hopefully exactly. not here. I think, I think, I think, I think yeah. maybe they're trying to appeal to uh, just, a younger uh, you know, okay, look, demograph. We don't have to go. People can look up. We'll just do the top ten. Then why put this Lauren the, this Hill is the, in there? This is the top ten. Top ten. Top ten. Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill wasn't even great. Miseducation you know. of uh, Lauren Hill. This is about an album, James. Calm down. The top ten, oh, <laughs> ten greatest albums. Is this hip-hop album. one? Is this hip-hop? No, this is just the greatest ones of all time. Okay. All of them. Number ten, Lauren Hill. Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Uh-huh. Number nine, Bob Dylan, Blood on the Tracks. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, number eight, Prince and the Revolution, Purple Rain. Prince. Oh, yeah. Number, number seven, for Kelly, Fleetwood Mac, Rumors. Okay. Number six, Nirvana, Nevermind. Uh-huh. Number five, The Beatles, Abbey Road. Uh-huh. Interesting. Number four, Stevie Wonder, Songs in the Key of Life. Number three, Joni Mitchell, Blue. Number two, the Beach Boys Pet Sounds. And uh, number one is Marvin Gaye, What's Going On? All right, now hold on, just real quick. I'm just going to say this. All those albums in the top 10, uh, I'm actually very familiar with. And I'm going to be honest, I'm not as familiar with the fucking Lauryn Hill album, but I know what album it is and I know what's on it and stuff. Okay. Uh, that is not to the caliber of the other nine albums as far as I'm going to say. Now I know sales for that were really good, but I think as far okay, as okay, well, uh, uh, well, first of all, you, let said, let you said you, you said you said you didn't hear it. You said first this is the one that I listened to. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about. It's you can't not, say but, you know but about it's it not, and but, not hear it. And the, but it's not the caliber of the rest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's about that? I mean, I did, I'm going to go ahead and full on disagree. It's definitely a great album. I don't think it's a rap album, which is what it was on the thing before. I don't think it's a rap album. It's either. not a rap no. album at all. But I don't know. I've, I was, never, I've never even heard some of these albums before. But I was talking about. The thing before I was interrupted, uh, yes. that the that though all of those albums that that is not even that like the Joni Mitchell album I've never heard, but yeah. like it's 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 very out of place for like as far as like they all are they all are like giant records by people that are way more prolific and things and Lauren Hill does not seem like. Uh, she, just doesn't. She's it's not. Al- it's about it's not the album. Even, it's an album yeah. list. It's not a list of people. It's an a-, a list of albums. Well, no, no, but but yeah. he has a point on that You're because the album shouldn't make the list he because has a, she doesn't have a, a whole lot more albums. He has a. a, a that's the point though. That's <clears throat> but, a big point. She does not. It's about have the, the album. She doesn't. Have, but yeah, but the catalog still. I think her catalog. You think the catalog should matter on a list of individual 100%. albums? One hundred percent. I disagree. I and, feel like those are two different lists. I don't. I, I don't. Also, like, how much like was how much was that album like from the like the singles and stuff that are off of that? Like, how much did it, did that have an impact on? Other pop musicians at the I think time. It is that, a that huge, a lot, a huge. I huge, think it was huge. 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 It was ex- extremely yeah. influential. It was extremely influ- influential. And, I mean, I'm gonna say, you know, just just to be a different opinion, I, a record that neither one of us ever heard of, have hasn't heard. The, you know, this Joni Mitchell album that's number three. I'm, oh, I'm not gonna is. say that it's. I'm not gonna ever say that I think it's probably better than this Lauryn Hill album that I know that is great. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I feel like you can, anybody can argue any one of these albums should and should or shouldn't. That's the whole listical thing, and that's right. Uh, you know, that's I mean? the thing. It's trying to be polarizing because I mean, would, way. Do, would Prince fans believe that Purple Rain is Prince's best album? You know, like Absolutely I don't not. think that's true, no, but it's up there in the either. top ten. Same thing, Beatles you know, fans. Beatles fans. Beatles fans. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, same thing, the Beatles fans. Like, uh, would they think Abbey Road is their best one? Nah. So I well, don't know. I, I don't know how they do these. I don't know. I gotta have a whole. 
the, you know, well, on I was going to say, absolutely, you're you're a Beatles fan, so you have a whole you have a whole opinion, right? And honestly, yeah, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of surprised that Pink Floyd wasn't on there. I'm surprised too. I'm surprised Juicy's not up there. That's I feel why like I'm Notorious surprised. B.I.G. That's why I'm surprised the that, first album that Lauren Hill is on there because I think Lauren Hill is not even to the famous of the other uh, artists. We on just there. Want, we don't know why you're picking her out specifically when you also said you haven't heard another record. You yeah, have, you said you haven't be, heard this Lauren Hill record because I know about Lauren Hill and I know that she doesn't do most of the shit on her you said you haven't heard the record. You haven't heard the record. You haven't heard the record. You're basically on a person, not a record. Like, why are you picking on her for what? You haven't heard this. I'm talking about catalog, not the person. I'm talking about the catalog. But I know you need to listen to the record. I get it. I get it. She does informed opinion. It's a good record. That should be on our list. It should be on our list. That should, we should listen Which to that one? record, Miseducation. Yeah, we should listen to it. Because you should check that record out. It it definitely stands up. But I will say, I don't even think it should I don't belong I don't think it belongs anywhere in the top ten. I think it should be top thirty at best. Personally. You wanna, you really? wanna, you wanna make your own list? I'm gonna I'm I'll so hard. I'm not even going to act like I got the time to make a list. You know, for this shit, but I I'm will. Saying. You take a month to like. But I will. I mean, we would have to have like some fucking dry erase boards. Yeah, this but not what I was going to say. There's also with such a small group of people, it's not like everybody of us know all the albums. That, but that's what they always fair. attempt to do, right? Yeah, I know. It's, know. it's not even fair because not everybody knows everything and can be. Impossible. And when you pick a big group of people, you're just picking a big group of people that all have these well, specific. Interests that they, you know. Yeah, well, that's 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 one of my things. I've always like felt bad in terms of like art school and stuff. Like, uh, we usually got right out of art in general because like, uh, art is a very opinionated thing. Yeah, it's, there's no facts really. There are some facts like who can play the fastest sales. Who can who oh, sales? You know, kind of not anymore. Who can play? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. You know yeah. who who has the most triplets in a fucking rhyme? You know who yeah, has the most that, right. who, who, who can hold back the most? Like counting all times, yeah. it's all like well, the way art is. Like it's very opinionated. Mm -hmm. So why would you take any of these lists or opinions or whatever the fuck reviews seriously? And let me, and now that's uh, that's why I wanted to come in just because I wanted to say that uh, when I was younger, for some reason, I was able to pick up this Mojo top hundred albums of all time. And I think it was, I don't know, I can't remember what year it was, but I have this magazine, and it's, a, you know, Mojo, so it's like a very expensive UK magazine. Big magazine. Import. Yeah, it's an import, so. And the cool thing was, I got it when I was really young. So when I saw it, and when I checked it out and really started reading it, in the bathroom, of course, you know, obviously, that's where you read the magazine, and I was going. That's nice detail. I was going in. <laughs> um, and, uh, in the toilet. And. But the, Flush it! the cool thing was that all of the albums had the chart listings for them. And a lot of those albums didn't chart. Like uh, like Todd Rundgren's uh, A Wizard, A True Star. Always bring in Todd. That was in there. <laughs> that was in there. But also um, Astral Weeks, uh, Weeks by uh, Van Morrison was also on the list, but it didn't chart. And most of the albums that they had on the on the thing didn't chart. And I was like... Well, why are they on the list? And that's that's how like my whole like nerd shit like really fucking Took started. Yeah. Was that with was that mad? Because I was yeah. like, they didn't chart, so how is this shit the best? And then like later on, I started getting context on these artists. Yeah, because the Wizard True Star, I never heard about that record. Yeah, I never heard about Van Morrison stuff. I only heard about Brown Eyed Girl by at that time. Yeah, I didn't know that he had like these yeah, classics of like fucking albums. You know what I'm saying? Like a run. 
I didn't know that. So it's like I, I think it's great. But the Rolling Stone thing, like I think, just depending on who they're trying to serve here. Do you feel like the Rolling Stone has um, some sort of responsibility to co- so-called get it right? Because uh, like, how could it's like it, they're like this is the Rolling Stone list. You, yeah. you know, you can have your own list, right? Yeah. You can have the Mojo's list. You can have the yeah. Rolling Stone list. And because Jan like, do, Winter... you, do y'all feel in a way that because Rolling Stone is such a big institution, do you think that all of us? And everybody that likes music thinks that they have more responsibility mm, to not, be more whatever than everybody I, else. I think not anymore. Not I anymore. Think, yeah, I think in the past they, they used to have a lot more weight, yes. a lot more clout. Yeah. Now everybody's opinion is out there to water down everything. It's and different also, world. Rolling yeah. Stone is an old person. It's a boomer magazine. It was a you magazine. Think so? You don't think they well, uh, tried I to mean, keep with the? I'm just saying. I, I, like, I, kinda, Sto- I, I, I disagree Rolling on that. Stone, well, I don't know. Rolling Stone is named after a boomer band, and it's like I would see it if I was ten years younger, 10, 15 years younger. I'd see it as like, oh wow, so it's named after some of my dad's shit. You know like, what, what the man? fuck is? I don't this? think to you said like, that. I'm gonna go look up Pitchfork. No, I don't think I ever thought of it that way. Yeah, even though that's totally true. Bitch. It's all classic I rock. And Dave Matthews Band put, and uh, old people. I, I, Hold I, up, and like young kids now are like they're they're gonna pitchfork is almost getting too old. It's almost too like I have kids now hipstery. Like so, mm-hmm. fuck pitchfork. They're the, it's like some old man shit soon anyway. So like now there's what's what's you want you, you know like playlist. what's new. Playlist, right? You have a point on that because pitchfork. I think they've taken over in the way that Trolling Stone, the way that they used to be. I feel like pitchfork. You say Trolling Stone so much. Well, I mean, you know, it's true. Fucking I mean, hate it. you know, I mean, it's true. Maybe but I'm like sad. that pitchfork, <laughs> they became that, you know, on the internet for sure. They did. They were. And they, they did it better than Rolling Stone did. They did it. So then, you know, Rolling well, Stone, they Trolling Stone, they yeah. st- they stopped doing it as much. They stopped like trying to flame artists also, super hard in their uh, in their album reviews and just totally take down the record. Also, everything used after Rolling Stone, like Pitchfork, is all. It's a website, man. It's just you know, like it's it, it's and just the, a and website. Now yeah. You if you're talking shit on album reviews and stuff, you get that out there way quicker, and there's more response time. Somebody, you know, you'll say something about an artist, then that artist will put out a release on Twitter, and then you go back, and there's a back and forth between Pitchfork, some review they gave, and you know, somebody salty about it or something. But luckily, Rolling Stone was able to keep their fan base because they were able to transition easily, very well into the internet. Like where yeah, they, they, were, they, they did started do a bad putting job, but yeah, I'm they just didn't. Saying, I'm just saying that like the people, people still keep up with Rolling Stone Rolling because Stone they is, they were one of the only few. Because they they it's sold an old out. Media. It's, it's, it's an sold old, out. I mean, yeah. they have. If you look at their, I still I still subscribe to them uh, due to my in laws. Thank you so much. But they still have. <laughs> I still get a subscription, and they talk about in the front of the mag that they have like merged with this other company, and they only put out issues like this and that. But it's more like the old style, like how it used to be with bigger kind of, you know, yeah. uh, way they used to do the Mac. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. It's a nostalgia thing, though, at this it's point. It's still more of a nostalgia. But, but they still keep up. I mean, they still still try to do... They've, they've transitioned well, but they have gotten out of the trolling business like they used to be. Yeah, they used it's to be not that. young. It's not kids in high school that are into music that are looking at Rolling Stone, looking to Rolling Stone for shit. I think I mean, it reminds me of fucking SNL, no, though. maybe not. Yeah, like oh. uh, when, when it was your era of... Stuff you loved, Rolling Stone was right on the money. And well, then, SNL, you know, and and S- SNL go, used to take yeah, risks I, I and everything. That, yeah. S- and SNL was like, like it's about comedy and da 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 da. It's about the, it's about the music. Uh, it's about the comedy and everything. And uh, and 
it's been very apparent over the past like ten years, like we gotta appease everybody because we're part of a corporation called NBC. Mm-hmm. Well, well that's, yeah, that's everything that is corporate though now, like with big advertisers. Yeah, well, but like, but I think uh, I think I think uh, Rolling Stone is kind of like shifting towards that, like a uh, big like when you when your audience audience when you feel like your audience is really really big, you start to shave the edges off. Is that what you're trying to say? Like you become less opinionated in a way. Kind it's of. It's like the same old. It's the same things over and over and over again. Yeah. Like yeah. what's the most popular thing? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. No. Let's let's let, let's let everybody be happy, and yeah. let's let the let's let some people not be happy. Like who can we risk as a fucking uh, as a uh, a reader or a patron or whatever the fuck? Who's gonna support yeah, us? Who's who not gonna support us? Yeah. And it becomes political, right? And there. then we can stir it up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good so. job. Whatever. <laughs> hey, yeah. yeah. Great, great job, Rolling Stone. We talked about uh, Sorry. <laughs> talked about that list for a little while. We didn't really no, go through that, it. I think that's good. I might go through it more. You know, we'll see what's up, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, uh, yeah, great. Um, let's see. What Lists else do we have are here? garbage. Yeah, they're, they're, most of the time they are. They are. I mean, I honestly, I encourage I people to have their own opinions on music, especially yeah. music. Had enough any, any type of art, really. Yeah. That Mojo list was dope. Cause like no it had so many more lists. It had so many obscure records on that shit. So I yeah. had no idea, but I found out about a lot of ours. Yeah, that shit. lists are never gonna go away. Um, uh, speaking of getting credit here, uh, this is Spinal Tap creators reach settlement in long running court battle over rights and income. What? Good, good for them. I didn't know you know about what, that. What, yeah, what was the deal with that? They so, just didn't own, a, didn't own the movie or something. Yeah, they, they didn't own. The, well, they didn't own. Uh, they, I guess, like the merchandising, uh, related to the movie. Oh. This is Spinal Tap. The writers, or oh, whatever? this is like their deal, their whatever their yeah, deal who was. was. Getting, who, who was getting fucked? So I mean, the, the, the studio is getting it right. So here it says Harry Shearer, um, started getting the legal ball rolling in 2016, mm-hmm. claiming that he and his co-creators had received just eighty-one dollars in merchandising income and ninety-eight dollars in music sales in income from their I work bought that DVD shit. wow man um the so-called hollywood accounting practices were blamed plus uh vivendi's screwing up trademark rights uh the suit asked for damages and requested revert uh, reversion of rights to the project wow did they get um, did he get a bunch of money or did he just get the rights they settled the claims let me see they get they're working on a final settlement oh agreement. so they, they're going to get yeah they're restructuring the the relationship so all and of the soundtrack sales they never got wow they never got any how did they not stuff? notice nah, dvds because they were making stuff. movies they were doing they were something like, else like that. They were doing other movies yeah too. just like didn't yeah. keep track of that stuff yeah. well i mean this is yo this has been the time uh coronavirus People have been, been the chilling. Twenty twenty has no chill. <laughs> yeah. Twenty twenty has no chill. Yeah, yeah, it always right got the time. Twenty twenty got no chill, bro. They, yeah. For some reason, they decided to figure out their, you know, Wells Fargo password or something, and yeah. just figure some shit out. You know, um, Harry Shear does make a lot of dough too, as well. You know, from yeah. The Simpsons, everything else. But All the other you know, so yeah. uh, you know, it's good for them to to get that credit, man. Because Harry Shear, especially, you know, all those dudes are like super talented and. I didn't know that those were the same cats. Like initially, I was like, "How are they? they're playing music? They're actually playing yeah, music." They actually yeah, actually play on I, it. That that kind of wild me out when I was a kid. Yeah, I was they're like, killing them. They're, them they're really doing and, it. Uh, 
Rob Reiner. Yep. Rob wrote, Reiner. That wrote all the music. Yeah. yeah. Mighty Python. They all like played and sang all those songs. Oh, uh, yeah. They, they did their just, stuff, too. Yeah. They was just like, we wrote an episode, but we also have a couple of songs we need to write. Mm-hmm. Think about that as musicians. Well, it's yeah. like, yeah. People well, hear it's like that. a vaudeville just, thing. You know, just hear that, though. Mm-hmm. You know, every episode is like, oh, yeah, we got a couple songs we got to knock out. Yeah. But it, but it was <laughs> but that was that was like a little song and dance band. That yeah, was a real team. Done. How that worked, you know, yeah. uh, with with the three of the, with the four of them actually. Um, so let me go back to my nose. All right, did I bring up? Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I films Uh-oh. real quick, but I did. I bring up the social dilemma. Uh, last yeah, yeah we talked about it last week. Okay, yeah, but it, yeah, y'all should check it out yeah. if you haven't checked that out. That's awesome. Um, that by this time next week I will have somehow. I don't even know how I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Um, the uh, Prince Sign of the Times Deluxe, Super Deluxe, Ooh. is coming out. Oh boy, I had the Friday wrong, deep, and I was I was that. extremely bummed out last week. We're going to spend a whole we're going to spend a whole episode on that. I'm sure. I don't. I mean, listen. I'm not going to make y'all do that. You I'll know, do it. I'll, we'll figure we'll figure it Why out. Not? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if y'all have to take we, naps, we talk between, to each other all the time. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if y'all need it, like we talk to each other once a week, bro. That's a lot, it. man. You, we can take a whole day for the, for that, man. We could do that. We don't have to do that. I mean, we could. Just I want to do out. that. We just figured it out. James <laughs> is not saying anything. James so has got he got his he got his sound effects board. I you know, he's, he's chilling. I gotta pay attention the whole time. He's chilling, man. He's good. I just feel like that he's just like dreading us talking about Prince for more than twenty minutes. Nah, so, we good, dude. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to hurt him. Have you checked? What's us? a little dread, man? It's all right. Have you checked What's this? A uh, dread? Have you checked this like uh, speed back polyrhythms? What's that down? What is that? Yeah, what are you talking about? What is that? This guy, like uh, Alan Kahn, author of the speed bag <laughs> Bible. Can oh, I show you, can I show yeah, you a video? I do know what oh, you're please. talking about. Yeah, okay. yeah. Can I show you a video real quick? Yes. Yeah, and get the sound because the sound yeah. is amazing on this. Great. So Gabe he uh, is awesome at fucking. He's a he's a he's like a bo- like a boxing instru- instructor. Amazing transition. Uh, that was that, incredible. That does like shows boxers when they're first learning how to use a speed bag. If you I don't know if you've ever hit one before, yeah. they don't oh. do what you think they're going to do. It's not oh. like on the movies in which is like black da black da black da. They're really to, hard. You have to catch the temp the uh, the timing of it. And he shows Ooh. like all the different types of hitting it, how hard in like one or two or three times that there's a ricochet, and it's amazing. All right, all right yeah. turn it out. Let's see, see if we can. Gonna get it. You ready? It's an advertisement. Turn it up. <laughs> it's on. What's up? What's up? Yeah, is your phone up? My phone's up as fuck. It's plugged up. His <laughs> phone's up as fuck. Yeah, I'm not getting anything, bro. All right, well. You're barely. Gabe is fucked up. I can't, I can't hear it. There's nothing there. It's turned up. Kelly played hit the some video? music earlier, and uh, it worked. Did you hit the video to. Okay. All right. I mean, yeah, Kelly played. <laughs> yeah, it's in there, buddy. Did I play something through that? In there? I don't think I did. I don't know, but that's okay. All right, I'll send it. I'll, I'll send it to the motherfucker, but send All it. All right. I'll send it to Kelly real All quick. Right, game. That's cool. No, it's a really cool video, though. Seriously, it's like polyrhythms and all type of shit. <laughs> so it's it's it's, it's it poly- is really cool. Oh, it's polyrhythms. It okay. sounds it sounds amazing, man. That's weird. Though. Wow. All right, cool. Fucking fail. I mean, yeah, finally. That was a pretty big fail. Yo. <laughs> Just text, text me the video. Fucking garbage. All right, well, we'll come back to it. It's cool, though. All right. Okay, Kelly, I'll send you right now. All right, that's fine. Uh, oh, <laughs> so, Bob Dylan is bringing back his theme time radio oh, show. Shut up. <laughs> He 
You know, nobody cares about hey, that this shit. Hey, this is Bob Dylan. This is Bob Dylan <laughs> theme time radio. You ever listen to One time I listened to Bob Dylan theme time radio, it sounds exactly like this. It's pre-recorded. I'm Bob Dylan. Theme time radio. It's on Sirius XM. This is Bob Dylan theme time radio. We're going to listen to some old, some old music. Old music. This is Bob Dylan theme time radio. All right. is, is there? Is it there? Did I say Hey, you pulled up this clip great. yet? I'm trying to buy time for you, talking on the Bob Dylan Dean Time Radio, but you haven't caught on and put up the goddamn clip. Kelly don't know how to broadcast. Now, the rhythm changes when I do this. That's two rebounds. Fist oh. hits the bag. One, two, and comes so back. This is it's not awesome. how I thought the guy here. was going to talk. Hear that it's beat? really awesome. Check it out. Sounds like a horse. Sink double fist through. It's just like one motion. One, oh, shit. Punch, back, Sink punch, fist, back. Fist rolling. Good. Woo! Yo! That would be wow. a little drum case. Everybody yeah. in the, in watching that, watching that old man is just like, oh shit! <laughs> yeah, that dude to fuck you up, yo. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to bump that, bro. I don't know if I don't know if it'll yeah. fuck I you up. I don't think it would fuck you up at all. Like this but guy, shit. He, dude, it is awesome. very impressive, though. No, no, no. Like I, I super respect for that, but like he just, <laughs> yeah. like, he just knows his way. I mean, there's one of those dudes like he knows his way around. That's like an instrument that's or a like saying, yeah, dude, That's like saying because Kelly can play around a drum set, set. You can give him nunchucks and he'd kick your ass. It's like, <laughs> no, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, that was no, a boxing no. instructor. <laughs> the, wait, no, no. <laughs> that guy was a boxing instructor. No, no, no. no, no, no. What, what are you talking about? Knows, that he knows specific how to skill is not going to mean you can No, this guy would have to be ass. fighting in slow mode. Like, yeah. Yeah. Play it again. Play it again. Yeah, he had to fight in slow mode. He's only going like... Now the rhythm changes. You think this guy this, couldn't punch? He's, He's just a in a boxing okay, room. All He's the a boxing time. instructor, but we're talking about this skill. Yeah, you okay? won't die from you know, this. Reggie's always got a shit. Why are you trying to kill my shit? <laughs> Why are you trying to shit on my shit? Shut up. Shut <laughs> fuck up. Y'all's bits, both of y'all's bits are great. Yeah, the, I mean, he's. He's doing it very smooth. Like also, he wouldn't have gotten to the place to be as good at it if it wasn't for the boxing already. He looks like he's, he's massaging someone's back. Like he's I don't know if effortless. he would. That's amazing. Yeah, it's just that this is like that's a, an amazing uh, sound. Uh, a ball bag just bouncing Woo! around. That would be a little drum cake. I'm still impressed, dude. <laughs> oh, I'm I, I'm not I'm impressed 100 all the way through. <laughs> But <laughs> he's just going like this. this yeah, it's like a, it's he's more doing impressive like, on a fine, on a like not a fighting space. thing, nobody, on like a fine motor skills. Like, yeah. like he's doing, yeah, he looks like he's doing soul train dances. Well, it's like slow motion. It's like he's playing a hand drum that's moving in the air at the same time, really fast, and he has to like hit it at the right time. And he's mastered it. It's a motherfucker, though. Yeah, and he's got good time. Yeah, it's a little Yeah. Oh my god. Well, I gotta say, I gotta say, like what I. What I picked up from that video was like, yo, man, music or rhythm, rhythm particularly, has so much to do with everyday life. Especially boxing. Mm. Especially boxing. Speaking. I, I think I think everyday life. Like I just say like uh the circle of life. Just uh just like working with people and when you could work with somebody and like you'll have the right rhythm and you're gonna move around each other in a short place in time, like a kitchen. Mm. That matters. That's, that's music to you. 
Mm. Yeah, no, it's music. You know what? Right now, right now, Gabe is talking jazz. He is talking. He's talking, talking jazz. jazz. Yeah. He's I'm like, like he's working in the kitchen. His, and thoughts, like, his thoughts are like jazz. No. Talking about that dipper dapper. <laughs> but no, that's, that's what I pick no. up from that. It's like, like no. no, that's how you. That's how you no. scat. Sports are the same thing. Working at a team, it's like that. Like, rhythm, dog. Rhythm is like it could be rock and roll. It could be jazz. Yeah, get on the one with Gabe. Yeah, get on the one. Get on the one with Gabe. Get on the one. Get on the game. If, if, if you drop the one, pick up the two. <laughs> Damn, dude. Wow. He's killing it right you now. You sound like you're uh, smoking that Kirk Hammett shit. He's like yeah. uh, Muhammad Ali right now. Yeah, yeah. No, I've heard I've heard about that Kirk Hammett shit from Lamb of God dudes. They, thank God I brought it up. Kirk Hammett has. I, I can't <laughs> believe no, they let proud him. of it. I can't believe they let him uh, snitch on Kirk Hammett like that. On him. <laughs> Wait, let me talk about Kirk Hammett Kirk is, Kirk is like, what? Tell about Kirk Hammett. He just sold this dude out. And also the picture of the cat that sold him out, like he's in like a robe in the picture. Like he's <laughs> yeah, like cooling out. Who is that, who is that, no, that it's guy? It's a dude from Sword. Is that yeah, Sword? Oh, yeah. another musician? Guitar player. Kyle Shutt is yeah, his name. Yeah, no, that band's like, awesome. Who is this guy? Sword, they're uh, great. Yeah, they're a fucking awesome band. Yeah, actually, uh, he might Yeah, he might actually be the artwork for this week. Because like, yeah, the picture of both of them is two, actually great. But the picture of him things, in a velour, about, in a, like a little velour uh, robe in the picture is awesome. Two yeah, things crazy. about Kirk Hammett is, he, is everybody knows, and this is he has the really good weed. Like fucking, like, he, like a artisan weed guy. Uh, the other mm. thing is, he loves horror movies and owns like a collection of original, uh, like Lon Chaney Jr. movie posters and stuff. He owns Lon everything. Lon Chaney films and stuff. Like he has, he was on um, Gilbert Godfrey's Amazing Colossal podcast, and Gilbert Godfrey just has like the last surviving old Hollywood people on all the time. That sounds awesome. But Kirk Hammett came on there because he's such a old monster movie fanatic and so is gilbert and they, yeah they he, geeked out he's has shit. his whole house is like a museum he's got a bunch of when stuff. people come to see him yeah they're always in a scream uh hammett family yeah so kyle get that anybody nobody no that's kyle oh, that's Adam's, right family? The theme. adam's family yeah, song theme, oh yeah. ah, i thought i heard it i heard it oh. i heard the, i heard oh. it i heard the rhythm I'm on the. We got the same Fucking rhythm. Sucks. I'm Finally, sick. now you know. Now you know Fucking how it feels. Sucks. Now it feels. I heard it. You don't have support. Um, I supported it a little bit. Kyle Shutt, He just re- reminisces about a story with Metallica touring with Metallica. We got a bag of weed one time called God's Gift, and it was the stinkiest <laughs> weed ever. When we were on tour with Metallica, they really didn't care what we did, but they would p- usually put our dressing room far away from theirs, so we could smoke or do whatever we wanted, smoke weed, and they wouldn't bother us. This dude is such a snitch. This is such it's a so mundane snitchy. story. Man. Like, you know, it's like, I, I, one time I was with Snoop Dogg, he had the best weed. It's like, yeah, we believe that. Yeah, that's that I cool. was hanging out with ex-millionaire. They had the best weed. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, dude, Just get off, get but, off, the, get but, off the internet snitching, up, man. You're up. never going, you're never invited to another party. Yeah, never. That's not, dude, the weed, about weed like that, not in Cali. No, I just, yeah. I'm just saying in general. Like one, your your claim to fame is to go somewhere and like tell some party But this party is the story. thing. The guy is like his claim to fame. Like in the metal community, he is, he's is actually in his band. Well, I keep forgetting he's already a guy. He's yeah, a guy. Yeah, he's like a that band is very yeah. This like, is a lot of the, fine. like how I don't know shit about the hip hop stuff you're into, and like I'll, you'll try to tell me no. Like this is a big deal. Like this dude. 
This dude is a this big dude, guy. Whether he talked about smoking weed with Kirk Hammett or not, this is the okay. It doesn't matter. This is the equivalent of like Tim McGraw going and smoking a bunch of weed with Willie Nelson. Yeah, this is on and metal. Going, oh, that's cool. Metalinjection.net. Oh, yeah. I don't there think Tim McGraw would there. do that though. Yeah. Metalinjection.net is where this is from, the, the source. Yeah. Which all y'all do what y'all do then. Um, you know, yeah, yeah. But, you know. but but on the real, though, don't go around talking about, like, boofing coke up your ass with, you know. Don't make don't do articles like about people's parties. Like, don't, don't, yeah, don't, don't do, like, crazy, don't talk about them. crazy drugs. If you want to be invited to parties. Don't ever yeah. say the word boof, either. <laughs> you know what? But you know who's really into boofing? Uh, your girl. I was Stevie talking to you, Nicks. James. Don't say boof. Stevie Nicks, you know what boofing. If is, I can't right? say Trolling Stone, you can't. You know say what boofing is? Yeah, yes, no, James, don't, we, don't boof we, it. We're good. <laughs> I'm cool. No, let's not boof it. That's what homegirl used to do. She boof cocaine. Whoa. All right. I think that's it for this week. <laughs> what? Uh, well, I think we're done. Uh, but uh, we appreciate everyone for listening. We appreciate y'all so much. We're going to give you so much more, and so much more, and so much more. Uh, pause. 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 All right, oh. ladies and gentlemen, thank y'all so much. We are the Hustle Season. We see y'all next week. Yeah, check out all our other podcasts. This is the Hustle Season Network. Everything on Spotify, oh, yeah. all the other shit. It's so hey. good. Yeah, make sure you check out the trash tag. New, brand new video. It's in uh, our link tree. It's in everything. We, we Check out everywhere. our singles, man. Check, check out, out our singles. And stay tuned, because coming next month, we got some stuff for you. We'll see y'all next guy uh i i I almost want to say it was that guy that played on jackson five stuff or whatever but anyway he was um he was on a beach boys session i think it's for pet sounds and there was some stuff some stuff on there and shit it might even been earlier than that uh there's some stuff on there that uh brian wilson wanted the guitar player to do and he wanted like that george harrison and birds uh 12 string sound so he got the runner for the studio to go to, like, you know, Guitar Center or whatever it was back then uh, on Sunset Strip and buy a brand-new Rickenbacker 12-string. I think it was, like, a 330 or 360, just like the George Harrison guitar, and a brand-new Fender Twin Reverb. And uh, they brought it back to the studio. Home dude, like, uh, you know, he goes, like, the, the whole thing was he was kind of doing it as a favor to Brian Wilson. He was like, hey, man, you know, I know this is your day off and stuff and all this shit. He was like, yeah, I was going to go do some shit with my kids. He was like, hey, man, if you come in here, I will pay you double rate. And I promise it'll take less than two hours. And it and it only took that amount. He yeah. had to come in. He had to put he didn't even have him play through the whole song. He played through like the breaks or something like that in it. Um, and that was it. And he's uh, putting the stuff down. He's like, yeah, it's cool. You know, he was digging the gear and stuff. And he was about to leave, and Brian Wilson was like, oh, hey, man, you know what? Take the guitar, take the amp with you. Just keep it. He's like, nice. we don't, he's like, man, we're not, we don't need it, but, like, you know, you, you, you came through. You kind of saved the day. Just take it home. <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, even back then, that was, like, you know, wow. like almost $2,000 or more, you know, of worth gear. of equipment. Yeah. I mean, it was, like, top-notch shit. But he's like, yeah, just take it home, dude. Which also is kind of like, that's how much, when you were a A-list musician, even back in the 60s, that's how much money the record label just let you have. Oh, yeah, there was a whole nother ball game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, also, ball. also yeah. this, is, this is hilarious. Uh, there is an episode of 
uh, Perry Mason that I watched recently. The and new, the new Perry Mason? No. You know there's a new one, right? I heard it's good. I heard it was good too. That's what I was asking. <laughs> Don't be offended. Carry on. Carry uh, on. The old one. That is a Raymond Burr the old one. one. Uh, but like the, he walks into this. It starts out and he walks into this uh, bar uh, to meet a client, and it's uh, the band is like called Gabe and the fucking. I almost took a picture of it, but it was kind of lame. But <laughs> it was like Gabe and Sounds the something like other. And I was like, oh, that's cute. Uh, but anyway, the whole episode is about a fucked up like uh a manager that just basically screws over everybody and all this shit and and uh and so so perry mason's like trying to advise his uh his client that it's not good to go into business with them you know the guy that's i guess the guy that's representing the singer and all this shit and uh the the, the singer that is you know the focus of of, of the episode is this Irish kid that's like a a boy crooner, you know, uh, from the sixties, like not like Frankie Valley, like little kid voice, but he's uh, like a uh, kid Mrs. Jones, you've got a lovely yeah, yeah. daughter, like that type yeah, of stuff. Uh-huh. Um, super cheesy and all this shit, but it's so what it was and what it still is kind of like the guy is uh involved in like payola and shit oh uh, yeah <laughs> and then the manager is also you know making him play all these dates and like giving him a shitty contract he's also screwing over the piano player that wrote the song of that's course. like a hit you know and it's like a guy he's worked with for 20 years <laughs> yep. they're trying to add the chuck berry thing there, to it, too. it is uh, this episode is awesome there's uh the, the, also the piano player has a daughter that's a fan of the the singer now and is all psyched because her dad wrote the song. But uh, the one dude that's the evil manager has all these secrets about everybody and, like, you know, uh, blackmails everyone. The secret of the fucking uh, songwriter, piano guy, is that his daughter is actually his stepdaughter, okay? Uh, okay. And he married, his, he married his wife, you know, already with a, a little girl. Okay. And uh, one night him and his wife went out to like some cocktail party and he was driving and he fucking uh he got in a car accident and his wife died and there is some like the guy he was the person he got in touch with first was like his was that manager dude because he was i guess the friend of his that employed him that had the most money to help him get out of it and somehow he worked it out so they lied and said that it was the woman that was driving the car that died and they couldn't prove it or something so oh. there was a secret he didn't want his stepdaughter to know that it was his fault that her mother, mother was dead. dead oh wow yeah and like the shit came up and it was like you know uh perry mason w- was about to put him on the stand and all this shit and like and like reveal everything but he didn't know and then and then this other dude goes you don't want to do this shit and then he's like what are you talking about oh man Great sounds shit. awesome. It's a, it's an awesome episode. <laughs> Perry Mason was definitely a classic. Yeah. What's that, Kelly? I can't hear you. My grandma watched that show a lot. When it was on, originally or yes, not? when she was alive. Yeah. Probably, uh, probably reruns too. Definitely. I've also, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, we all definitely, definitely the seventies. I've also yeah. been uh, watching Magnum PI a lot. That show, dude, Magnum. The, the Tom Selleck Magnum, one? Yeah. Magnum, the, <laughs> please. No. You know what? If I ever talk about a famous show, it's never going to be the later iteration. I know. Uh, dude, Magnum <laughs> P.I. had, like, the coolest life. He just lived on 
some rich person's property and investigated things in Hawaii, like a fucking island. Yeah, like, island. like how island far cop. away? Like, yeah, there's like a limit to where like anyone can go. Like, it's you know what I mean. Like, he did a great like, job. Yeah, it's like dog the the bounty hunter on, on in Hawaii. It's like yeah, they're on an island. They go, can't run anywhere. You gotta anywhere. go save the models. <laughs> it's awesome, man. The models are in distress. Who are we gonna call? Oh, I'll be there. Oh, the, well, the episode <laughs> I watched last night was really neat. Uh, just seeing it then versus how people act now with, uh, the whole episode revolves around like a, uh, I guess it was minor, not minor league, but whatever, like high school kids baseball is when they're like the best in their country. Oh, like AAU baseball? Yeah. Okay. And it was a Japanese baseball team of yeah. kids versus Little League World Series. a Hawaiian, uh, you know, best one. I guess it was whatever. Yeah. So, uh, the whole deal was the kid that was the star pitcher on the um japanese team was like actually like royalty or something like that he was super rich and it was a high risk to have him come over and his main bodyguard was a home dude from that just passed away recently from uh enter the dragon uh, uh, J- uh, uh, uh jim kelly John Saxon? John, John Saxon. Saxon. John Saxon? Okay. He was his bodyguard. Hell him, yeah. him and Magnum P.I. were button heads. Oh, he fought he fought John Saxon in that episode? No, he doesn't fight him. It's uh, just like they're just they're on the same team, but same it's team. like some turf stuff. Yeah. You know, he's uh-huh. like, you know, Magnum P.I. knows the real deal, but he's like, hey man, you gotta tell me what's going on, you know, all this shit. But there's a lot of scenes of them talking about how great it is to like hang out with these little young boys and watch them play baseball. And like, <laughs> and like, every, and all these dudes, all these dudes are like wearing short, short shorts it's and like short. watching. And I don't have a problem with that. I mean, it was way above the knee. Back then it was way above the knee. It sucks yeah. that now, like, you know, it's been ruined by pedophiles and it shit. It ruined everything. But cause they're just like, there's even one part where he's like, where he says, you know, like there's nothing better than just like, Playing with a boy, you know. Right, and the <laughs> whole the whole sentence is fucked up now. Yeah, <laughs> I can't even say that anymore. Yeah, you can't say that anymore. But they were genuinely like, my son's a giving catcher. Back to the community, <laughs> and also it was and 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 in the episode, your like, son is looking good out there. Yeah, you yeah. working out, yeah, dude. Yeah. In the episode, while while uh, the the Japanese kid that's like the royalty kid, he's uh he keeps wanting to hang out with Magnum PI because he just treats him like a normal person, like, you know, because the Magnum P.I. is just some, you know, annoying kid. And so he'll, he keeps sneaking into Magnum P.I.'s, ha- like, room and shit, and drinking his beer and eating all his pizza and shit like that. He's talking shit like a, a short round type, Data, you know, that, that type of Asian kid? He's, no, he's, uh, his personality is more like the kid in uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah, in short, short, short round. Short round? Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Also he's kind of like 80s. that. But anyway, the short round kids. Of course. But but the whole thing is like nothing. they're like they come in there going, Rescue. we don't approve of him spending time in your house with you and all this Say. stuff. And I'm like, it's about time. <laughs> but, Where are you the know, parents? But it's like he ain't, he ain't, he isn't like Magnum PI is in a creep though because like he's trying to get the kid out of his house and everybody out of his house because this chick is coming over mm-hmm. and every time he's trying to smash with this chick. Like somebody this Higgins shows, shows up, up yeah, or people this kid up. shows up or John Saxon shows up to bitch at him or something. It's Man, like back then it was a different type of hero. Let's not, let's not forget the time that Walker Tex Ranger made a uh, little fucking six sense kid tell a classroom of kids that he has AIDS. Yeah, that was fucked up. <laughs> that was in the nineties too. That was way later. Tell those kids they you I don't got AIDS. Connection really. I don't really see it. I don't. I don't really see it at all. But uh, I yeah. see it. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Is it just me? Woo. 
close. <laughs> that's you. cool, though, right? I, I, I started paying attention towards the end of the story, so I was like, I got something for this. Yeah, but that's also when, like, that's like when the heroes never got pissed. They never got mad at anything. Like, Magnum P.I. never got pissed off. He's just like, oh, we're having sex, no problem. Right, they're all like, um, you know, it's like they took the Batman idea and got rid of all the angst, yeah, right? You go like, he's he's, he, he's got money for some reason, and he has to work, but <laughs> yeah. he, he has to solve crime, but no he parents. would really, has he's got this chick coming where, over, where and is, it's uh, a whole bummer. It's a, <laughs> where, where, where does MacGyver uh, send all this? He's like... Same, same place, except he has a power. I feel like he's a great comic comic character. You know, he's, <laughs> he's a like, comic I character. I don't have a condom, but I have a fucking empty Snickers uh, <laughs> package and some olive oil. Boom. So let's just do this. Boom. Hundred percent safe. <laughs> Superheroes really. Did. He has a MacGyver has an actual power. It's the best. They didn't really need like, a lot. What is he gonna do this time? Well, yeah. man, all I got is this box of staplers, this paper clip. You know, I got some batteries, and I got my wristwatch. You know, I could probably make a gun out of this. Yeah. <laughs> some, I could probably some, make a bomb out of this. Bomb me. Yeah, I could probably kill somebody. He always is like this, chewing gum in this, it. This door. This door is locked, but. Clip. uh <laughs> this door what is locked, but I, I got a safety pin, I got a snorkel, and a pineapple, so let's yeah. see if we figure this out. You, this you, would out. Think, you would think that at some point MacGyver would have uh, just carried around some tools. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's always in these fucked up situations, you know? Like, why doesn't MacGyver just keep a tool belt on him? <laughs> the, the, the thing is, is that they Even don't... Even Batman has a belt, man, of the tools on it. <laughs> on those TV shows, they didn't need a lot. They didn't need, they a, didn't lot. need a lot. Like, yeah. Magnum P.I. never spent that much time at home. They spent well, the money. Never really straightened up around. Magnum P.I. Yeah. is... Magnum P.I. is not rich. He's, he's not just chilling in Hawaii. He's just employed yeah. he's by a really rich person yeah, who we never see. And right. Higgins is like the caretaker. He's yes. definitely fine with that. Totally, like, he's definitely like, fine with that. Like, everybody's fine with it. And then they've got the fucking, uh, what's his name? He's got his two buddies. One is like his uh, his army buddy that flies helicopters that's like a good dude. Then he's got <laughs> the piece of shit friend that's got a gambling problem. Right. That's in the, in the episode with the fucking... Uh, the baseball kids, he's like hanging out at kids' baseball games, fucking uh, running numbers and shit. And no like, nuance in the 80s, gamb- I tell you. <laughs> he's gambling on fucking My, on children. MacGyver's games. Like, he's like, I need a disguise. Uh, well, I got some glue, I got some pubes, and I got some shoe polish, yeah. so let's make this happen. Yeah. <laughs> This, yeah. gonna be, this is going to be easy. I got so much, so much to work with. I have a McDonald's bag. I have, yeah. a, I have a paper clip. I got some barbecue sauce. Some hot sauce. <laughs> also, also, theme song, theme song the for, cool. uh, for Magnum P.I., Mike Post. Mike Post. Oh, yeah. Producer Actually, of Van Halen 3. I don't really talk. I don't want to talk about this on the podcast, but you know who I went on a deep dive on the other day was Randy Newman. Why don't you want to talk about that on the podcast? <laughs> I didn't yeah, think it was that... irrelevant to what we do. Whoa, whoa, we are recording. We disagree. Anyway, go ahead. So what we're going to do? Go ahead. Well, I was watching the Three Amigos, and he composed all the music for it. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes, yeah. Randy Newman. That makes Newman. sense. That Dude, makes sense. Did, it does because it's, it's really no, goofy. After that, no, when I saw his his credit on that, I was like, I'm looking up his Wikipedia, or IMDb, or whatever. And I looked it up. It's, what? The fuck? No, it's kind of crazy, and that to the point he where did everything to the point where they they need to stop calling him because he doesn't have anything <laughs> he did left. Everything he doesn't have any songs I, left. He does apparently. He's no, just he, a song factory. He's playing Dude. the same song. And honestly, you don't like at this, this point. That's true. At this, right. Harry, he's playing the uh, same song. Harry at, Nilsson had a, has a pretty big uh, amount of like songwriting credits. Or he stuff does that he isn't doesn't he, exactly sing on or anything. But. He was actually alive for a lot longer than people knew. Like, yeah, he, he just went he. Kind of went underground. He like, went pretty underground in, like, you know. Not gonna lie, the, the, the thing that I knew Randy Newman from the most is, like, obviously, a You Got a Friend in Me. You Got a Friend in Me. And short, short people. 
Oh, I don't know short people. Oh, short yeah, people, you know short, you know people. short people. Come on, you're, you, you are. gotta know short people. I don't know short people. Come on, I know we're talking than you. about how short people are called, awful pieces of garbage. They kill if, if it was called, if, <laughs> and, and if it was called hairline people, people, of course I would know. <laughs> if it was hairline people, I'd be right on it. <laughs> when he says short people, short people we know like, what he really means by short people. Yeah, he's talking about no reason to live. Yeah, got the little hands, little eyes. Yeah, <laughs> have you never heard that song? No. Oh my God, yeah, all right. Reggie, have you heard? Come on, I've heard it. Yeah, I've put heard it, it on. Put it on. I'll Please put, put it on. I'm on. It's like a com. It's it. I can't tell it's if like it's supposed to be funny. Like, like, like is it supposed to be funny? It's ironic. Yeah. Was it? Was that song on Twins or something? What's going on here? Is it a? Is there some sort of really deep? Music, some deep metaphor about that the song is about. It doesn't it always, seem like it, but that's always what the seems to be the thing with Randy Newman. It's Everyone like, always talks about how underneath, it is, right? Is underneath it, yeah. the the shit, there's some. No, heavy listen shit to these lyrics. See if you can figure out a silver lining. It's not there. <laughs> Ripping off Chicago right off the bat. Right. No reason to live. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Little, little hands. Sounds like some Muppet shit. Yo. It's very Muppet. Randy oh, Newman. Yeah. Yo, fuck Randy Newman, man. Watch this. this makes it even worse. <laughs> he was saying, he was, he, uh, the same as you and I, all right? That's what he's saying. Right now he is. Yeah. In the bridge, he says, they're the same as you and I. So I feel like people probably pull something deep out of this song, but, you know. Oh, watch, watch how worse the song is. This, this groove is kind of killing them. The groove is good, but... It's t- it sounds like the Muppets. Did he do music for the Muppets? Let me oh, look it up. I yeah, bet he did. I bet he did. Definitely did. Oh, yeah. He's this, up, this is for Muppets? Uh, 1978 episode performed by James Coco. See, the song, song gets way worse when you censor that, though. Oh, man. All right, I've had enough of that, Fuck that fucking guy. hatred. <laughs> like, like, down with that. He's saying all this shit about short people. He's talking about dwarfism, right? That's no, even, more fucked because up. Because <laughs> I think it is because he, like short people don't necessarily have little hands and little eyes and shit. They're just fucking short. I don't think he's talking about little shit. Now. That's what I'm gonna say. Little T. I think he said he said something, and he said in the in the verses, and he said the opposite in the chorus. Yeah, yeah, that that is the thing. And then he, I mean, I guess the, I guess we could. Get some sort of Randy Newman scholar to give us give you us some call deep, deep yeah, shit about prejudice or something you in there. I mean, and you can tell, you know how they try to do is like, oh, this is about depression. You know, you know that's where it's going. I mean, this but, only I mean, thing, man. Whatever, maybe it is. No, that's the thing. That's the thing. Is All like right. a lot of musicians. call in if you know. Call in if you know the please answer. Call please in. call in. Call in. Season. Call in. Call yeah. in. A lot of musicians about freak out about Randy Newman stuff. So like, I, I love, definitely I love think the the piano style. That style of piano. It, it all here. sounds like him every time. I guess Billy Joel kind of does it sometimes too. He kind of does. Billy Joel is like, I think he gets a little bit. 
more intricate. The music is not. I, I feel like this. His yeah, Billy Joel's a bit more. He definitely, uh, he definitely has does more little, stuff going he's, on. He's a, he's more stuff going on. I think he has a he maybe I don't want to say like it's a bad thing, but I think he kind of just takes more risks or I, just yeah. with some of his music. But I, I think was so thing, too. But the thing the, about Randy Newman I like though, like about his vocals, is that he trusts the metal melody so much. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I feel like his style yeah. is a lot closer to. Like New Orleans style singer guys, oh, I can see New that. Orleans piano dudes. He doesn't. It doesn't. He doesn't do the piano thing, you know, all the way there, like Doctor John or yeah. anyone in that vein, you know. Yeah. But it's Little like a, kind of a straight. So it's nice. kind of a that like that last one was definitely kind of a straightened out version of a Doctor John singer yeah. singing and playing piano, mm-hmm. you know. Thing. Yeah, I just like I. It's I, 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 pretty cool. I always thought his vocals just really. He just trusted the melody that he had so much that he didn't feel the need to go outside grooving. of it. He grooving. And just like make, he's like, I can make this a little bit better if I get good or something like that. He's yeah. like, no, no, no. This is it. This will kill. And it's funky. And it'll kill every time. Yep. You know, yeah. I don't need to go outside of this lane that I, you know, that I made for myself. And that's just, I think that's just a good songwriting right there. And, and also, uh, he waited to, he waited until the chorus to put any harmonies in. Like we were talking about with the horn stuff oh, with the Michael Jackson things. Yeah. You know, the main melody was all one thing. He didn't ever, he didn't even uh, harmonize the whole A section, you know. And then when the chorus comes in, it's the whole thing is chords, you know. Mm-hmm. So having the contrast is good. Sometimes I know when we're all writing songs, we end up trying to harmonize everything. Everything. You know, or <laughs> figure out the great way to do it. Because, you know, when you go through yep. school, you're, you're just... You feel like yeah, you the more you learn about harmony, the more it should be in there. Mm-hmm. So you, well, yeah. So that. so when you're making jazz, is one is, uh, like a big band chart should sound a little different than a pop chart, unless you're doing it on purpose, you know. Well, yeah. Well, there's, there's, there's a thing to be said about like when you, especially when you're uh, you're actually in a big band as opposed to a solo artist. Yeah. When you have to like include everybody. Yeah. Somehow in a song, and Randy fucking new. And then, but he's like on some shit like. Because uh, it's you know it's all his fucking music whatever but and so he's like yo I don't need this right here he's like it, I, he's almost like a less is more type of thing yeah and if mm-hmm. I need to go there mm-hmm. if it if it'll lend the song more then yes but if it's gonna like if it feels like too much he's like no yeah and so much music he made so much music so much that's always those credits were inspi- fucking crazy. Crazy. this was Randy this is Randy Newman made this. Oh, he yeah. Wrote this he wrote this He released it himself. But yeah, I think he's even playing keys on it. But it's like, that's Randy Even Newman this kind of sounds like uh, Dr. John a little bit. It does. It sounds uh, way uh, like Dr. John. Think about John. it that way. Yeah. Three Dog Night. I think actually the... This is oh, Randy this, Newman's this, version oh, okay. that he did later on. We have whiskey with your water. Sugar with your tea. What are these crazy questions that they ask totally different. This is the wildest party that they ever could be. Well, don't turn on the light, cause I don't want to see. Mama told me not to come. That's cool. That's different. That's cool. Mama different. Told yeah, I like that better. I like that a lot. <laughs> I yeah. do not like Three Dog Night. <laughs> so this, this you don't? Dope. I don't. It's no. so funny to me because, like, classic like, rock, yeah, I feel I like bands that sound just like that, you tell he me they're good. put on one more? Yeah. Uh, he did a Because I, mean, I can't hear, hear enough girl. of the difference of, of them Same sometimes, girl. I guess. Same girl. Yeah. And it had no drums on it. It's just, like, piano and, and vocals. Is this Randy Newman or Three Dog Night? It's Randy Newman. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, dude. There's also a song called "Same Girl" with Usher and R. Kelly. Okay, well, I, I've you heard think that it's one. a cover of that one. No, <laughs> no. no, I don't. It'd be amazing if it was. 
No, it's a good song though. I've heard it too. Yeah, it is good. <laughs> it is good. Unfortunately. Why? Unfortunately, I don't think it's, it's unfortunate. It's I think late, it's very man. fortunate. It's too late. I'm sure Beethoven was a piece of shit. It's just like when Bill Bixby's walking down the street at Everybody's the end there. of the the Incredible Hulk episode. Kinda, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think this this is hitchhiking. This was yeah. on like, some. This was on some. This was on some Netflix series. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. What did you say? Oh, this is on some random Netflix series. This song? Yeah. Of course, you don't know this because you're a fan. Of no, <laughs> you were I mean, watching TV. I mean, I, I, I it started out because I was oh. watching Three Amigos. This sounds like some Nina Simone shit. This is cool. It's heavy. It's cool. All the piano work, man. Mm-hmm. Still. Yo, is Eddie into Randy Newman? I don't know. Probably. probably. <laughs> I mean, probably. Probably. Yeah, I, Man, I tell you, I tell you, Bob Dylan really opened the door. I though, know Matt didn't Neymar. He? Yeah, yeah, Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan really opened the door a little bit. For what? For, for crappy for a, singing? For different type of a vocal style. Is that what Bob Dylan did? Yeah. Okay, great. I think part of it. I mean, I think, part cool. of, I think part of how he did it was yeah. that he wrote. What he was, he wrote what he, he wrote was doing. Good songs, and yeah. was like, "Fuck you, I'm gonna do it myself." Exactly, and they wrote good songs, but actual probably actual good singers that have the same style. were like, I could do that better. Exactly. <laughs> yes, I feel there like he's some... definitely artists that y'all need to have this do the sit down episode with me to explain it to me. With Bob Dylan. Yeah, I mean that. I don't be every really like Bob Dylan. <laughs> It would be right. every fucking episode. I like, I like, I like two what's or three. Happening. I like two or three Bob Dylan. I would. No, I mean, tell me about Bob. Dylan. Oh, about Bob Dylan. Yeah, I would love for someone to like tell me about Bob Dylan. Yeah, yeah, because Bob Dylan. Just one of the cool about things it. about it is uh, he wrote a lot of really good songs, but he, I, a lot of them he didn't perform that great. But the performances of them are songs in there. Uh, most basic, almost demo form. Like, there's this one Bob Dylan album that's all, uh, all acoustic demos? guitar. No, oh. it's just all acoustic guitar and him with harmonica, and that's it, you know? And uh, there's a couple of tunes on there that the Birds ended up doing, and, like, one of them, My Back Pages is on that album. And when the Birds did it, it's, like, got all these harmonies, and it's all produced and all this shit, and you're like, oh, I could see how if you, you know, somebody that couldn't sing... Uh, to save their life can write fucking awesome songs that can live on for a really, really long time. And it kind of mm. makes sense with some of those jingle writers and stuff yeah. that like were not, they were musicians, but they weren't like great singers or anything, but they just wrote awesome songs. And even just them on a cassette tape with a guitar or a piano <laughs> could map at, like the, the material was so strong it could it almost arranged itself and all that type of thing. So. Oh man. And I think okay. I think the thing is with some of those artists for uh, what I've noticed personally is that I think that what seems to get older or get old or you think that like oh yeah like what he's doing is not very unique but then it turns out that they're like one of the first to do what they were doing. Mm. Like Bob was the first to like yeah. turn folk music into something else. Like and like, not just keep the purest side part of it, because mm. that was the thing. Like those, mm-hmm. a lot of them were super purest people that did not like the, didn't even want to be around an electric guitar. Yeah. So then, oh, yeah. So that then community he, got really fucking. They got pissed really at Bob so, Dylan. They felt kind of betrayed because he was their he was their star, and uh, one of the things that <clears throat> I think made Bob Dylan uh, the even cooler later on is. A lot of other people like the birds and whoever were doing his tunes in the 60s. But right. by the late 60s and the 70s, he 
got basically the band, you know, yep. with Robbie Roberts and mm-hmm. stuff. You got an awesome sounding backup band that could play well and was good. Can't and were also <laughs> not just like not not just like session musicians. They were also songwriters. They could sing well. Yeah. Uh, and again, that's and all the f- of them together, it gave it. Now he has a band to translate his uh, songs into better arrangements and even better performances. Oh yeah, and they got booed wow. off stage a whole bunch too because they he the folk community like felt like they betrayal once again because they're like you're gonna go electric now. Oh also, man. Yeah, yeah. Also the folk they folk the premises. Like you really thought yes, folk supremacies. Folk supremacy. Yeah, but let me just say what's the it's worst. It's some super hipster shit, nah, but nah. it's like in the sixties. Folk supremacy <laughs> is folk the worst thing dude. because first of all, you can't like jazz supremacy makes sense, dude. Like. Folks, you got three fucking chords in all the songs. Like nobody, every, nobody, nobody can play. What y'all fighting about? Uh, yeah, what are you fighting about? Nobody can play guitar like past a certain. Like they don't know like other positions. They use capos and everything all the time. It's just they. You have to watch. They suck, and they're also pussies, dude. Like somebody plugged in their guitar Huge so puss. so a bigger fucking audience could hear them or some shit. Like. I'm sorry, like, this shit rocks. Like, folk music is lame. You, and, should, uh. you, you should definitely watch, um, I think Don't Look Back is the, is the one. Bunch of Nancy's. No, there's a... There's, there's but a no, there's no Direction one, Home. There's one on Hulu on just a, the band. A Mighty Wind. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, the, um, that's, uh, the Mighty um, Wind is one of the greatest movies of well, all that, time. That, that band of Brothers or whatever. Band of, band of Brothers something. Yeah, Robbie Robertson is mainly the dude in it. That's great. No, I actually, we um, did a I, podcast episode on that that I have not put out yet, but it is great. I just, I just, I watched it, like... Uh, maybe a month ago, and it gave me a lot of respect for the band and and, and everything that was around them. But also they killing. First of all, they just straight up just killing. They they're were killing. musicians. They're killing. Killing. They're killing. killing. But also made me realize why I hate a certain demographic of people. Yeah, it's right there. Yeah, it's all right there. From like you right the the music, the fashion, the way they talk, and everything. It's all there. <laughs> you just you just you're getting disgusted. Yeah, I'm like I'm, I'm like I'm, g- I'm gaining respect and disgust all at the same time. <laughs> I was like I, I couldn't. I, I was watching it getting douche chills, but also like <laughs> like finding like like oh that's actually really cool. But like uh, I was actually cause surprised. Cause like, though, they're killing when we watched it. Though. <laughs> yeah, no, it's that's kind of one of the frustrating things. It's kind of one of the things like we <laughs> we we've gone back to a whole bunch of different types of artists or groups. We're like, you know what? That actually, they're a talented. That's a talented person. That's a talented artist. I just can't stand their fans. Yeah, yeah. It's the fans. It's the fans honestly, that fuck it up. And honestly, everybody. if I can say and, and, everybody. Yeah, seriously, hey. fans, fans fuck it up for everybody. And if Ain't I nothing say, wrong with the Dave and, Matthews band, but right. man, oh, but the fans, fans. they'll fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, dude. Exactly. Like, no. This is not even the same version as the one that played killing. 1996. And, and I gotta say, like, like I think, uh, you know, like I know with, the, with that particular documentary, Robbie Robertson was like the main focal point because he kind of just put it together or whatever the fuck that the documentary or whatever mm-hmm. but he was kind of the most annoying part of that that whole thing who Robbie yeah he is and he's, honestly he's, he's I was going to say Levon, Levon's the fucking say, coolest motherfuckers in the world well yeah <laughs> I was going to say though I was looking for him to slather it on more pause and he didn't he was going to I thought he because he's such a film like freak uh, Robbie Robertson that I thought he was just gonna put so much alliteration on everything he was just like oh the trees and the woods and then we felt <laughs> we put it on the music oh you could hear the grass he was definitely dude he was he was definitely the guitars the, the air coming the off air. of the string you could hear the Canadian you, bacon do in you the know 
Bro, dude. Like, I don't want to hear. I don't want to. I don't want to. He was Do you know what alliteration means? No, but I thought that felt like the right yeah, word I, to use right there. Yeah, I'm not, not I know right what you. Word. I know what you're talking it's about. Great. I felt no, right there. Robbie Robertson. He definitely. He definitely seems like one of those dudes I bust a weed from. He's like, man, it was the '60s and everything, man. He was the '60s, man. Like everything was free, and like we were all songwriters. Like you can't, you can't emulate that again. I'm like, people do that shit all the time. It's like no, no, no. What he's talking and what he's talking about is like you can't emulate him being dumb again because after he figured out what publishing was he was like no oh no i'm gonna take care of this shit like y'all can't y'all can't have control over this he was shit. one of those guitar players that that learned uh law stuff like uh, john fogarty he learned no he read he was he was the only one that actually read the contract <laughs> everyone was, else in the band everybody in the pen he's the guy in the pen that knew how to uh they knew how to all, go to the library he was the only one that you know, stayed were, sober they i feel bad for what sober. was the no. name eli or elijah or the sax player keyboard dude Garth. Garth? Yeah, I felt bad for that dude. Yeah. Not enough mentions. No, he's he's a genius, but he's he's like crazy. Some like strong personality. Like he's Elliot man. crazy. Like he's fucking nuts. Yeah, no, all, awesome. like it, it, it kind of like a lot of these things like is one of those things. It almost reminds me of a pop star never stop never stopping. What part of pop star? Just like the guy who like fucking just like he just quits the group and just like goes and like Oh, the, the DJ guy? <laughs> yeah, he like he like he just like he's like, I'll just left the group and now I'm on a farm now, you know it's Oh no, not the DJ. Way. Yeah, yeah, the third no, dude the is third the style dude. dude. Yeah, yeah, the style, style dude. Yeah, yeah. He's like he's like, Yeah, life is way better now than being that music stuff. Like, you shove, know? He's literally shoveling <laughs> he just, shit <laughs> on a farm. Yeah, see that's make if that's making fun of Paul McCartney when he left the Beatles because he left the Beatles oh, and went to a, a farm. Oh, it's a common thing. Uh, and he uh, went what's to a his, farm. What's his name from uh, <laughs> REM? The original drummer had like Bill a brain aneurysm and was like, you know what? I'm lucky to be alive. And he moved back to to Georgia and yeah. just had a farm. He has a farm. It's like <laughs> I drive my tractor around. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I, I play. The, I play drums sometimes. That bro, is fun. That, that seems to be the most fire way to collect your royalties. Bro. It's like it's, <laughs> also, it's to get a farm. And he got out of REM like. While the getting was the good. best, that, that was the, the best, best albums time. were while he was there. New Adventures in Hi Fi is actually I think that's a, the last one he's on. That's the last one. It's actually not a bad record. I like that one. And there's some heavy, like, maybe, shit. maybe we should cover that album. We should. For a while. We I gotta, should I gotta say, we've we definitely gone through some like white groups and how they fucking deal with their problems <laughs> after they've done work out. Yeah. And as it like, turns out, they all get their royalties. They get litigious. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you no, know? that's why it's yeah. so interesting. It's like, you know? oh, it's one of the guys did it, uh, Bill Withers, right? He was just like, hey, I'm done with this i'm just gonna ride my he's a rare he's, he's, he's cashed out though he i'm saying but yeah. he was he was he didn't like his he didn't fall apart or nothing he like retired there no. was plenty of people trying to get him to do shows well he was also you know, he was like nah man he was also already <laughs> middle almost middle aged by the time he was famous he's he was, like my life also, is dumb he was 35 I, I years old now. and also he wasn't <laughs> yeah. he wasn't like fife dog who like got famous when he was 17 or 18 right and, that's and what was the saying, only yeah. way the only way he made money his entire life was like through music like he Bill Withers had a bunch of jobs before he became famous. He's a construction dude. Yeah. He made airplanes. He made was in it. aviation. Yeah, he did a bunch of different stuff. <laughs> like, he was an older man when he made it. He was already that's a, in his That's like, another 30s, weird thing. Uh, aviation is a is a reoccurring deal. Like that guitar player, uh, Steve Morse, he was the oh, guy yeah. that replaced Richie Blackmore in Deep, Deep Purple, Purple, which yeah. is at the time was like a really big deal. And also, he, he played a bunch of. Uh, He's like a studio guitar player, played with a bunch of people, but he had had international fame, world tours with like, you know, big bands. And then he was just like, uh, 
This is get. Uh, you know, you know what? I'm gonna take a break. <laughs> and he spent like get a farm, a portion of the '70s just uh, flying crop planes. Just like it paid just living. decent, but he loved flying airplanes. It, yeah. it was like low stress. He was flying that like cocaine. You know, Maybe something. I mean, there's something I mean, said about that time. Fun, that, that type yeah. of musician, because like, I mean, going back to tribe, like, because five was like when when uh, all that shit fell apart with tribe. He was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do now. Like, the only way I've ever had a paycheck in my entire life was through music. However, yeah. like, let's see, like almost five or six years before Jerobi left the group. You become a chef. He's like, I, he's like, well, he already had cooking jobs before he became famous. He already was oh, used okay. to working in a kitchen. Yeah. And he was like, I'm just gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go work in a kitchen again because I don't. I don't really need all this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he's just like, like, he's like and he probably got his money. He definitely. He's because they. They're all still cool. Well, they're all still cool. They're all yeah. still cool if and they, everything. If they made, he went to work in a kitchen. He's like, I have my money. I'm gonna. I'm gonna maybe start a business. He's like, no, I'm yeah. just gonna go back to well, working. No, in no, a he didn't work in a kitchen. Uh, he didn't go back to working in a kitchen. I mean, he probably did something or another just to, like make his connections. But he yeah. he got his bread that he needed for a startup probably. Yeah. Okay. And uh and you well, know I mean that, did his uh, whole thing. But again, like he but he was like but he's like I don't need this whole fame thing. <laughs> I don't need. He's like I have the least verses on this in this group. Mm-hmm. And even though like. Like it was like they they all kind of made a big deal when he left too, except yeah. for except probably for Ali because it felt weird, you know. And they had a lot, they had a lot of uh, stuff going on. They too. had a lot of shit going. I mean, he, well, he was like on some shit where he was like, I just don't like every action that I do uh, represents this group of people. Right, yeah. right. That no, yeah, no one likes that when they. They, they get into that, and they were the fame, super young. Because the fame thing is just young. weird, you know. Yeah, but, but also the thing is Especially that the that that the the way that that band was organized was better. They actually probably the way that they have their stuff split. I think it's equally split. You really don't know who does what on a on a tribe album. The way that they talk about it later, they talk about who did what. Oh yeah, it's all kind of like credited to them. The band Robbie got the the majority share of that money, oh, yeah. and therefore. That shit was gonna break up, and they didn't really give a shit. You know what I mean? And then that, so that's there lies in a lot of differences between a lot of those bands. Um, uh, Nirvana, I mean not Nirvana, uh, REM. They mm-hmm. shared all of the the writing credits. They did. They shared everything. They did. And that's why Bill Berry could just like be like, hey, going to the farm. They were really nice. You know, they, they were just, really yep. nice guys. Yeah. Uh, to do that, because there's other bands that. Like XTC, when uh, yep. the singer or not the singer, the, the guitarist uh, Andy Partridge, yeah, he's a uh, singer. Had uh, the bass player sings too. Yeah, yeah, Colin. Um, yeah, they but Andy Partridge like developed like uh, stage fright. fright and anxiety to the point where he couldn't tour anymore. Uh, all of it because his the real reason is because uh, drugs. To well, he uh, he was really heavy in on like you know, uh, muscle relaxer type things like that, but anti-anxiety type things. And the thing that set it off is they had, like, one more date to do. And his girlfriend got in an argument with him, so she went and threw away all of his pills that let him, like, get through the fucking thing. Oh, no. Uh, now, granted, he, he, <clears throat> he needs just, to oh, get off. he was off. abusing granted, him. Granted, yeah, he is yeah. abusing him and needs to get off, but... It would be really nice if not today, <laughs> not right before the last show. So, yeah. they, so right before the show, if they like canceled. Oh, really? Like that they like didn't play. Oingo Boingo was touring with them, and Oingo Boingo just played way longer 
but they were the opener, though. Man, if you were at that concert, you would be mad that the motherfucker. So mad. <laughs> Oingo so Boingo is... just wouldn't get off the stage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, wait, hold up. <laughs> so, where's the, where so, the headliner? It was this chick that did it, uh, and so fuck her for doing it like that. That is that's some pretty vindictive stuff. But but what happened? But the point of the whole thing is, uh, they did not do a a, a four way split or five way split in the band. Uh, they just had the bass player and the guitarist who wrote everything. It was definitely Oingo Boingo get, on that one? That was what, who played <laughs> on that gig. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, the drummer... What band had, is this again? Uh, uh, XTC. XTC. The yeah. drummer was, like, fucked. Like, he played on the albums, but he... And he was paid to play on the albums, but he was making money oh, from yeah, touring. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. wasn't writing music. So, oh, right. So that happens a lot. Yeah. That happens a lot, man. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's rough. It's a rough go. It's a rough go with the band. All right. I guess we want to, like, officially start here. Yeah, hold up. <laughs> Could that just be the second half of the that's episode right that's there? That's definitely. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely a, killing. It's great. <laughs>